you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? This is The Season with Peter Schrager. I'm Peter Schrager. Uh, joined here by my trusted producer, Aaron Wong Kaufman. We are now less than 10 days away from the NFL draft, and I have not slept over the last 24 hours because I've been working on it for weeks, but I take a lot of pride, and I put out my first mock draft, and that sounds so trivial in the grand scheme of things, and you're just dropping into this podcast like, who is this person who thinks that it's such a dramatic thing that he's putting out his first mock draft, the first of two? Let me explain. Uh, the reason I take so much pride in it is that year after year after year, I have a great humility. Usually I do not have great humility when it comes to this. I have the most accurate mock draft on the internet. Um, and that's because I don't do the mock draft in terms of who I would take or what I think a team should do. I do it with what I'm hearing from around the league, from GMs, from coaches, and in many cases from those teams specifically. If you watch Good Morning Football, you listen to this podcast, you know, I've got relationships around the league. Uh, I oftentimes will utilize those relationships in getting the best NFL news available, not necessarily transactional, this guy signed for this much money and breaking news here, but more, okay, Jalen Hurts signs a deal. Here's how it got done. Here's why it got done. Let me speak to my sources in Philadelphia and on the player side and try to come to that uh, conclusion and, and get the best information possible. When it comes to the draft, though... Everyone says, well, you're getting smoke screens. You're getting this. No one's telling me who they're taking up top. What I'm doing is I'm talking to all the teams I possibly can, and I'm trying to infer the most information that I can out of that. I'm trying to make it work. I'm trying to get to a point where I feel comfortable and people around the league can look at it and say, ooh, that's interesting. He must have spoken to somebody. Let me get on the phone and let me see what he's got or let me explain why this might not make sense. So my first mock draft came out and I worked on it uh, over – Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it came out on Tuesday morning. Here's how it goes, and I'm going to go through it quickly, and I'm going to have some comments throughout. Number one, the Carolina Panthers are taking Bryce Young. Number two, I have a trade, and this is so unlikely, and yet I connected a couple dots here where if ever there was going to be an interdivisional trade, this would be the one. I have the Houston Texans trading back 
with the Indianapolis Colts, their hated rival and a team in the division, and the Colts moving up to number two and doing so by trading one of their star players, DeForest Buckner, to the Houston Texans. They just restructured Buckner's contract. Buckner also played for D'Amico Ryans when they were in San Francisco. Again, so rare to have an interdivisional trade, but if the Colts were to offer the fourth overall pick into Forrest Buckner for the second overall pick, could the Texans say no? And if you're listening at home and you're saying, why wouldn't the Texans just take C.J. Stroud? Just take C.J. Stroud at two, be done with it. They might. In fact, I would say, even though I don't have it happening in this mock draft, there's a pretty good chance they do take a quarterback at two, despite all the words right now that they might be trading out or they might just be taking the best defensive player available. I will make this point. There are personalities and humans involved when it comes to the draft. And oftentimes a team won't have a certain player on their board because of this guy had this off the field infraction or this guy doesn't fit in our scheme. I think there's no chance the Houston Texans don't have C.J. Stroud high on their board. They absolutely do have C.J. Stroud high on their board. They might take him second overall. I will note that C.J. Stroud's agent is the same agent as Deshaun Watson. Houston and Deshaun Watson ended in not such great ways, and it was a disgusting fallout of a, a guy holding out, and he made all his money, and yet he demanded a trade, and then they let the... If Houston doesn't draft a quarterback second overall and they move back and draft another quarterback, and if it's not C.J. Stroud, I'm not saying it's because of that. I would just say there are personalities involved, and I, I, no one said to me, they will not take him, or look at the agent. No, that's me. That's me coming there and just saying, I wonder if that plays a role in the selection of a franchise quarterback if they go down that road with the same agent that represented their last franchise quarterback where it went terribly awry at the end. So I've got the Colts taking C.J. Stroud at two. I have the Cardinals staying put, taking Will Anderson. I have the Texans then taking, not a quarterback, but Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. I'll get to their quarterback situation in just a bit. Five is the Seahawks. Fascinating team. Loaded everywhere. Just signed Geno Smith to a contract that's three years, and truly, uh, he's the guy for next year for sure. One year, $27 million next year. I have the Seahawks, with Jalen Carter still on the board, taking Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida. I, Geno Smith's 32. He had a great year. He's getting handsomely paid for it. It's a great story. I mean, truly, it's the comeback player of the year story you'd hope for after eight straight years of not uh, being a starter and four straight years of signing one-year contracts. He finally gets the the deal with the Seahawks. He's going to be their quarterback next year. Anthony Richardson is the future. And I don't think the Seahawks plan on being in the top five anytime soon. I don't think the Seahawks plan on ever being in this rebuild mode where they got all this for the Russell Wilson trade anytime soon. Top five pick, a quarterback's there with a quarterback who can, can not only teach him the ways, but doesn't make him you know feel forced that he has to start year one. I like Anthony Richardson to the Seahawks at five. Six, I went Jalen Carter. We'll get to Jalen Carter a bit. I think Jalen Carter's the best player in this draft. I think there's a lot of baggage. I think there's a lot of question marks. I don't think Jalen Carter's for everybody. If he's sitting there at six and the Lions have Hutchinson on, on one side and they can get Carter on the inside, that's a lot to deal with if you're an opposing team. And if the draft was last... I'll say February, or if the draft was in January, Jalen Carter's the first overall pick, if not the second, if you want to say that team's going quarterback and Bryce Young. So I got the Lions taking him there. Raiders, seven, Peter Skaronsky at a Northwestern. Eight, Falcons, Nolan Smith, Georgia pass rusher. Nine, Bears, Christian Gonzalez, a defensive back out of Oregon. Ten, Eagles have not selected a running back in the first round since 1987 when they took Keith Byers. Google Keith Byers, awesome player at Ohio State. I have them going running back, Bijan Robinson. And then I get really interesting here, 11 and 12. So 11 to Tennessee Titans, ton of talent still on the board in this draft. They have, they have needs everywhere. They have a terrible wide receivers room right now. The offensive line is a mess, and there's not been a single offensive lineman outside of Skaronsky or a wide receiver taken yet in the draft. 11, what do they do? I've got the Tennessee Titans taking a quarterback taking Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. Hendon Hooker before Will Levis. 
look, it might not go this way. I just am hearing a lot of heat on Hooker in the last few weeks. Hooker would be a local product. He played at Tennessee. He'd be going to the Tennessee Titans. Tannehill is there. So as he recovers from an ACL, Tannehill would be the starter at least for a year, maybe a year more. Who knows? Hooker comes in, coming off the ACL. And then Will Levis is sitting there at 12. And if the Texans still have a 12th pick, I've got them taking Will Levis at 12. Now, Will Levis is a fascinating story. At one point, I thought he could have been the first overall pick. Now I'm having a hard time finding a team if he slips past Indianapolis. So I kind of put him at 12 to Houston. Would Houston pass on a quarterback twice by saying they wouldn't take one at second, they wouldn't take one at fourth, and then take one at 12 and feel good about it? I don't know. It's a mock draft. Will Levis, I needed a place for him. I feel like the Houston Texans desperately need a quarterback. I think it makes some sense. Will Levis to the Texans at 12. Jets, Broderick Jones, Patriots, Devin Witherspoon, the cornerback at Illinois. Some have him going in the top five, top six. I got him going 14 and going second on the cornerback to, to Christian Gonzalez. 15, Green Bay. How fun would this be? Jackson Smith Najibba. I think I'm saying that right. Najibba? Najibba. Ohio State. Obviously, teams love him. He's, he's a talent. And the Packers, would that not be the ultimate salt in the wound to Rodgers? They never drafted a wide receiver or a tight end in the first round while Rodgers was there. Never. Not once. They traded up and got Jordan Love, but they did not take a wide receiver. If they were to take a wide receiver at 15th overall, I think it's A, smart, because they need help in the wide receivers room. And B, it would be quite a dig and quite a quite a salt in the wound to Rodgers. 16, Washington. Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. Love his game. 17, Paris Johnson sitting there. I've got the Steelers taking him at 17. 18, Joey Porter Jr. to the Lions. Would the Steelers pass on Joey Porter Jr.? Everyone would say, absolutely not. Joey Porter's a legend. See how hard a situation that would be for Joey Porter Jr. going to Pittsburgh and playing for Mike Tomlin, just as his father did? I don't know. I feel like after uh, their needs on offensive line, I would go Paris Johnson there if he was still on the board. So 18 would be Joey Porter Jr. That means the Lions would get Jalen Carter and Joey Porter Jr. That would be awesome for them. Again, a mock draft 10 days out. 19, Tampa, Deontay Banks out of Maryland. 20, the Seahawks. They already got Anthony Richardson in this draft. They get Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. 21, Chargers. They take Michael Mayer, talented tight end at Notre Dame. Ravens, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle, Tennessee. Vikings at 23. A lot of talk about them possibly moving up for a quarterback. I have them staying put, getting Jordan Addison, the wide receiver at a USC. This dude with Justin Jefferson together would be quite a duo. They lost Adam Thielen. Jaguars go Brian Branch, defensive back out of Jacksonville. 25, the Giants. Everyone all eyes on the Giants. They took a small, undersized wide receiver who didn't do much last year in Wandale Robinson. I have them going for a small, undersized wide receiver in the first round this year. Yeah, this guy has accomplished way more in his college career. Going Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Giants fans already crushing me online, saying there's no way they would do that. They would not go back to wide receiver. Guess what? They might. 26, Cowboys, Jameer Gibbs, running back out of Alabama. Zeke's gone. They fill him in with Gibbs. Gibbs, talented player compared to Alvin Kamara. Finish out this draft. Bills. And Aaron, I know you're a Bills fan. Defensive end, Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Bengals, tight end, Darnell Washington. I know they got Irv Smith, but they might not be done at that position. And then I go wide receiver, Jonathan Mingo to the Saints. I don't have anyone else anywhere online having Mingo as a first-round pick. I'm hearing too much buzz about him. I'm just throwing him in there at 29. We'll see what the league says. If I get a bunch of texts texting me saying he's a third-round prospect, second-round prospect, get him out of there, he won't be in my final mock draft. 30. Will McDonald, the fourth out of Iowa State. Talented dude, great story. Matt Campbell is the head coach of Iowa State. He is dear friends with Nick Sirianni. They go back a long way. I could see him talking up McDonald, them getting what they do is building on the inside out. That would mean they'd get Bijan Robinson and Will McDonald. Pretty good first day for the Eagles. And last, the Chiefs at 31, Quinton Johnson towering wide receiver at a TCU. Now, some notes as you listen, and I just spit all that at you. It's going to change from now to a few days from now. So this is obviously not gospel. I can't tell you which things come from which teams, but trust me, this doesn't come throwing things at the wall. Uh, and also, last year, there were 13 day one trades. 13! 
So all this can be ripped up and thrown away once the draft starts. But Aaron, that is my mock draft. I take a lot, I take it very seriously. I take a lot of pride in it. Something that I always say, it's almost like a PSA announcement that I do on Good Morning Football. I don't know how to scout. I don't know how to watch film. I just don't have it in me. I try. I've sat down in those rooms and been like, all right, here in the three, four scheme, watch the off the ball linebacker. I can't, it doesn't have, I love the stories. I love the action. I love the drama of the field. But I love the intrigue of the business of football. And the draft is the business of football. So a lot of mock drafts are written and done by guys who will tell you what they think a team should do. Or here is why Jordan Addison should go before JSN, whatever his nickname is from from Ohio State. Jackson Smith Najigba. Najigba. I got to get that right. He's going to be a star in the league. I got to know it. Um, I take a lot of pride in saying, I don't know any of that uh, it's not what I think uh, the team should do. It's what I think they might do. And hopefully there's a place for that in the mock draft ecosystem. I don't make fun of mock drafters. I don't make fun of the idea of mock drafts. I think it's low-hanging fruit. People do. They think it's stupid. I've never not clicked on a mock draft. I love it. I find it interesting. And I'll tell you what, the teams do too. My mock draft is currently up at NFL.com. If you're listening to this during the week, you'll find it on one of those side panels. You can also find it on my Twitter timeline. It will change. Um, it will change, but for now we have fun. We throw things out there and we try to get you the most information as possible. My guest is someone I've been wanting to have on before the draft, because I think he, this side of Daniel Jeremiah might be the smartest draft voice that we've got out there. As far as the players go, he scouts them all, all year long. And then his job is to recruit them and get them to participate in his senior bowl all-star game. His name is Jim Nagy. He's got a long history in the league, and he left a very good job in Seattle working for the Seahawks front office to be the guy who runs the Senior Bowl. If you don't know what the Senior Bowl is, it's a senior all-star game of the best college football talent in the country. And not only does he have to get these players to agree to come, he's got to get them to agree to come and participate over the course of the week and go through rigorous examination. And at the end of it, a lot of them help their draft stocks. Jim Nagy is his name. He is our guest, and we're going to get to him right now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. 
Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm so excited about our guest. I think it's the perfect guest as we are heading towards the draft next week and all the mock drafts are coming out and this is smokescreen season and everyone's acting as if they're an expert on these players, both on the field and off. There may be no greater, closer person to some of these young men than our guest. It is the executive director of the Senior Bowl and a guy whose opinion I really value and whose work ethic I absolutely respect. Jim Nagy, welcome to the season with Peter Schrager. Peter, great to be on, man. Thanks for having me. All right. So for viewers and listeners who might not be familiar with your background, NFL scout, front office guy for years. I know you as Seattle, but New England as well. Take us through your path a little bit in the NFL and how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, I had a, had a one-year brief stint with uh, the former uh, team known as the Washington Redskins. Uh, was my first job in the league. John Schneider, who's the GM in, in Seattle, hired me there. I was there one year. Um, John and Marty Schottenheimer got shown the door after an 8-8 eight eight season uh, when Marty probably should have won coach of the year that year, considering what our <laughs> roster looked like. Um, you go 8-8. Eight and eight, Tony Banks was our starting quarterback. We won a couple of games with Kent Graham. I mean, it's a pretty good year. So then I ended up in New England for a, a good run after that. Um, started scouting on the West Coast and then moved to the Midwest. From there, I went to Kansas City with Scott Pioli, our general manager, when he got the job in Kansas City. Uh, Scott does great work for the NFL Network now. And then I went to Seattle for five years before taking this job. And this was really the senior bowl thing was really a family decision. Um, Mobile is my wife's hometown. We've been here since 2007 to raise our kids. Uh, so when this job came open, it was too good to not jump at. I called John Schneider. I said, John, I gotta, I got, I gotta go for this. Don't I? And he's like, you're dang right. You do. So here we are five years later, uh, just finished up our fifth senior bowl. And the senior bowl has, has grown and grown under your stewardship. Uh, what is your role as executive director in getting to know these young men and getting them those invites to the premier college all-star game? You know, Peter, I'll say this. It's been a great game forever, man. This, uh, my predecessor, Phil Savage, uh, the former Browns GM, did, a, did an awesome job here. You know, the biggest goal was to was to really market the game a little better, and that's through social media. We've really used social media as, a, as an incredible tool. Helped us recruiting, too. I mean, that was really the biggest thing is to is connect with these players and recruit these players. You know, so yeah, that's that's my biggest role in terms of these players is is just scouting upright, created a real uh, football operation, got tape in the office. We never had tape here in the office, so the league office made us jump through some hoops to do that. But but thankfully, that first year they allowed us to get access to the tape, and and uh, you know, and we track them all the way through. We're already jumping on 2024. I started on the running backs yesterday. Watched five or six running backs, and then uh, we take it all the way through the year. You know, and and at differing levels. You know, if I go out and do a hand invite like I do with some of the smaller school guys, I get to know them a little earlier in the process. And then, you know, goal of mine is just to get to know them while they're down here in Mobile for the week. And and again, it's always varying levels of of you know my communication with these guys. But um, that's my goal every week. By the time they leave, I, I want to have some good one-on-one interaction with all of them. So you get to know them in the recruitment process of getting to play in the game. Then once they get to the game, it's a week in Mobile, Alabama. They're playing for a team, but you're in all those meetings. You're getting to know these guys. You know them inside and out by the time that week is over in January, correct? Yeah, try to, you know, try. That's the fun part is is popping in some of these position meeting rooms at night. And obviously the, the team interviews are, are very private and I would never try to overstep my bounds there. But I do get a lot of good feedback from from buddies around the league and who did a good job in interviews and, you know, how different guys presented. And then obviously just the on-field takeaways. You're down here, um, you know, the NFL Network comes down here in mass. They, they send everybody and just the takeaways from being on the field and watching who's taking coaching and who's competing and, you know, little things like body language, facial expressions, um, when they're in these really highly competitive situations, man. I mean, that's, you see some of the head coaches. I mean, I feel like every single post that I put out, um, I did one this morning and there's Mike Tomlin in the background. Mike Tom, Mike T gets up in all this stuff. So uh, just some great takeaways. Yeah, try to learn these guys the best we can. 
Yeah, so it's an information thing for a lot of us going into the combine too. So it's our first dip of the toes, the college all-star games, but this is really the premier one. And these are the guys that are going to the NFL. So for me, I look at the Senior Bowl and I analyze every player in there and I get to get all the information I do from the teams that were coaching those guys, get out of that. And I remember last year, and I don't, I don't have any problem saying this, uh, I had lunch with Robert Sala before the draft and we were talking about would you know, the Jets do this, would the Jets do that? And he said, you know, we don't need a quarterback, but we were down in the Senior Bowl and it's the fourth quarter, and it's, you know, it's whatever. And you could say what it's, it doesn't matter. And Desmond Ritter pulls over the entire team on the sideline, and he looks and says, I got you guys. I'm going to lead us here. And he's like, I love what that kid's made out of. The littlest thing like that, that travels, that goes a long way, and that's something that the Jets coaching staff, which didn't take Desmond Ritter, would never have known had they not had Desmond Ritter at the Senior Bowl. And, of course, now Desmond Ritter's a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's right. You know, I, I think, Peter, what these teams are really trying to drill down on right now, it, it, on a, if you talk to all 32, man, who loves football and who are the really, truly competitive guys? So, like, you know, I think the common thought out there is that Senior Bowl practice week matters a ton and the game maybe not so much. And that's because most of the, you know, most of the key decision makers get on a plane on Friday after Thursday night interviews and they, and they get out of Dodge. But it's not like it's not like the game tape isn't being watched, right? Like it's, there's no, there's no game that gets watched more in draft meetings than the senior bowl game tape. And we wore it out every team I ever worked for. Um, but yeah, it is the little takeaways, man. It's the little things that you can kind of grab onto because I say this all the time, you know, it really is this whole quote unquote pre-draft process. It's a short period of time. I mean, you're talking January to April, you got about four months to really figure these guys out and who you want to give you know, millions and millions of dollars too. So you do, sometimes you grab on a little stuff like that and it goes a long way. And I think when you get a, a Desmond Ritter that's in that, in that situation, yeah, it might not seem like the biggest deal to the outside world, but he's a competitor, like he's in there. And to me, those, those are the little takeaways that, that really, it, it seems like a little thing, but it's really a, a kind of a window into a much bigger thing. I don't have it in front of me, and I apologize. I don't have the list of the guys who were there, but I have memories, and you know, I've been watching clips saying, who are the six quarterbacks who were at the Senior Bowl this year? This year, it was Max Duggan from TCU, Jay Kaner from Fresno State, Clayton Toon from Houston, Jaron Hall from BYU, Malik Cunningham from Louisville, and Tyson Bagent from Shepard. So yeah, this was a year, a different year. You know, we've had, I think, seven straight, in Hennon Hooker. Um, Hennon was down, he was obviously injured and he couldn't really participate on the field, but went through all the interview stuff and was in the in the classroom with the teams. And and again, we, we've never invited an injured player in my five years, but I felt like Hennon was kind of a one-off uh, special case. But yeah, we, we have like a seven-year run of first-round quarterbacks. Maybe Hendon extends that streak. Maybe that streak's in jeopardy. But it was a cool quarterback group because they were all kind of graded similarly. Like most teams, when we when we do our call process in February before we put the roster together, that's part of our process too, is really bouncing, you know, sharing grades with the teams and really bouncing stuff off. That's where the relationships come in. Uh, I mean, most of the teams had all these guys in that, you know, early day three area. And, and that, you know, senior bowl week was kind of the, where we start sorting those guys out and really, you know, and then combine and obviously pro day and the workouts and the interviews all matter. Um, but down here watching those guys throw back to back to back kind of help those guys in that, you know, third, fourth, fifth round area. Hendon Hooker was there. He's getting a little bit of buzz right now. Late yeah. buzz. I had my mock draft come out today and I've got him going before Will Levis, which has rocked the internet and people are freaking <laughs> out. I'm hearing really positive things about not only his meetings, about his early recovery and about uh, the leadership skills that he brings to a team. Can you talk to us about Hendon Hooker a little bit? Even if he didn't get to play in the senior ball, the fact he was there and was able to show his face and interact with teammates and also coaching staff, I think that says a lot. Like I said, that was a, that was a one-off. That's that's not a precedent we want to set, you know, because again, I, I think there will be some some people that take advantage of that. Oh well, I, I'd love to come, Jim, but I've I've got an ankle. Like, just use use the game for the interview process, and we're not going to go down that road. But to me, Hendon deserved it. You know, he was one of the faces of college football this year. Got to see him play a couple times this fall. I mean, just a really good player. And again, because of the quarterback position, the meeting time and the interviews, like all that stuff being so important, I, I kind of felt like we owed that to Hendon, you know, and and he's done a great job. And I, I'll take it here, just kind of something time relevant with the Jalen Hurts signing yesterday, right? I mean, Jalen Hurts came down here. Everybody had him in the fourth or fifth round. We had him in the fourth round coming in a senior bowl week. I, leading up to that draft, I, like to me, my, the comp for me was Dak Prescott. 
And now we've seen Jalen, I think Howie Roseman got questioned big time when he made the draft pick, you know, 53 overall. Everyone thought that was way too high for Jalen. But if you, I mean, I think the lesson, at least for me, like the takeaway from Jalen was don't ever put a ceiling on these guys that are like high-end competitors, high-end workers, high-end leaders, and say what you want about Hennon's tape. We can all watch his tape and pick apart scheme and things of that nature, but he's the same as Jalen in those three areas. Now, they're a little bit... A little bit different personalities. Jalen's like super intense. I know you've probably spent time around him. Like he's a really intense guy. Um, Hennon's a little more laid back than that. But in terms of the worker, the competitor, like that's why that's why that's why you're seeing that rise. I know you're talking to guys around the league. That's why teams are feeling good about him because of all that stuff that you can't coach, man. You can't. By the time they're by the time they're in their twenties, like all the work ethic, the competitor, like that stuff's instilled. You can work on the on the field stuff, but you can't work on that stuff. So to me, that's why Hendon's making kind of this what you'd call maybe a late rise. All right. The exercise we're going to do. No one knows these guys better than you. I'm sure you're biased towards the senior bowl players. I'm going to maybe go with some underclassmen. We're going to do an exercise. It's also going to be a draft of sorts. We're going to ping pong back and forth. And this is called My Favorite Five Players with Jim Nagy. And what it is, I'm going to name my favorite player. You're going to name your next favorite player. And it doesn't have to be in any order. Just guys that we love. You fall in love with people through the draft process. And my first one is boring as hell. It is someone that you're going to say, Schrager, that's not... Bryce Young is my favorite player in this draft. I absolutely loved getting to know this guy. I love that he's different. I like the fact that he's undersized and has worked that way his entire career and has had great success in the SEC. And from all the things I'm hearing about in these meetings with teams, he has been just awesome. A leader, competent, loves football. And I think the size thing is cool. Like, I, it's not my team. I'm not drafting them first overall. I love guys who break the mold. And, you know, the comparisons are funny because I asked I asked the GM, I'm like, all right, give me a comparison because Kyler's the first one or Drew Brees is the first one, but give me a comparison of the way he plays the game. And the comparison I got was Steph Curry. And I thought that was so cool. So then I was like, all right, that's really cool. And then I asked another GM, all right, who would you compare Bryce, uh, Bryce Young to? And he goes, I'd compare him to Trey Young on the Hawks. And I'm like, that's the second NBA point guard that has been compared to. Like, the NFL's changing. He's not built like other NFL quarterbacks. And yet I still think he might be the first overall pick. He's my favorite player in this draft. Your thoughts on Bryce Young? Do you have any? Did you get to know him at all? And when you see him on tape as a former scout, what do you see? I almost went with Bryce as well, Peter, at the top, because I didn't want to be accused of being a, a senior bowl homer. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I have had the chance to meet Bryce. Um, was out at, actually met him a couple of years ago at a camp out in Santa Monica um, for the first time. And man, the, the takeaway there, uh, and, I, and I found this over, over the years with, with leaders and quarterbacks, like he's really comfortable in his own skin. Like you said, he's, he's a little bit different. I mean, I remember the first conversation, we started talking about cooking, like the dude loves to cook. Like He's kind of got some renaissance man to him. You know, he's not, but he's comfortable in his own skin. He's really, he's the genuine article. He is who he is. You know, I think teammates are going to follow him because again, the work ethic part. And, and he talks about Mac Jones and, and Mac's influence on him and, and seeing Mac work his freshman year. So yeah, I'm with you, man. He's a really fun guy to study on um, those point guard things make sense because he is a really, he's a distributor. Um, and in his defense, like he wasn't distributing to the same people that maybe Mac and Tua were, you know, there was a drop off in, in skill talent at Alabama over the last couple of years. And they were young. I mean, I think they were talented. They were just young guys. He was throwing to a bunch of young guys that maybe weren't up to speed. So yeah, I think he's, uh, he's going to be a cool pick. I think he is going to go to Carolina. I'd be at this point, I'd be surprised if he, if he wasn't, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a really good player, really cool kid kind of breaks the mold in a lot of different ways. Um, but in, you, you spend time around him really easy guy to like. All right. Give us your number two, a guy that you love. So I'll, I guess we'll start alphabetically uh, with the double A's. Atatamiwa Atabare from, from Northwest. Go for it. So I, I've been practicing that for like five or six months now. Um, he was on Bruce Feldman's Freaks List. I, I'm sure you see Bruce's yep. uh, you know, article that comes out every year. We, we've collaborated with Bruce a little bit over the last couple of years on that list, tried to add a few names for him. But he always brings guys like Atatamiwa to the table that I, I didn't know a lot about. He's really rare. He's a unique player. I mean, you can't throw around like scouts are very touchy when it comes to descriptors and adjectives and things of that nature. But like rare is rare. And when you get a 282 pound man running four, four, nine, um, and he's got 34 inch arms. So he's got explosion. He's got length. He's got all these things you want to look for. 
But then on tape, you see him playing kind of a sta- stand-up edge position at Northwestern, which that's I don't think that's what most teams see him as. Nope. Um, I think they see him as a three technique. So that's where we played him during Senior Bowl week. And again, in a really small exposure against you know a bunch of first, second, and third round offensive linemen during that week, he was voted the defensive lineman of the week by the guys he wow. played against. That offensive line voted wow. him the defensive lineman of the week at a position he'd never really played before which tells you like, wow, what's this guy going to be in like two or three years? So um, again, really talented guy, um, best football is way ahead of him. And I, he's starting to creep into those, you know, first round mocks a little bit, uh, but he wasn't anywhere near there, you know, a couple months ago. So it's cool to see him rise. And again, I just, I just think the tools you're, you're going to hit on it. I mean, he, he works too hard. He's got too much, too much talent in his body, not to uh, become a good player. Cool wrinkle there. I believe he's a Kansas City native, grew up being a diehard Chiefs fan. And his whole thing at the Combine when I spoke to his agent was, it would mean the world to be drafted in the first round in Kansas City. Right now, I have him right outside the first round, but who cares what I have? A team might take him, and I would love to see that for him. Uh, My next guy, I'm going to go again with a kind of chalk pick here, a player that everyone is starting to fall in love with and has been watching for years, but I'm going with Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Pass rusher, one of those deals where is he a product of the system and there being a thousand NFL players, or is he a freak show that we overlooked during the college season as one of these premier guys because of the blowouts and because of what they were doing? This guy ran a 4.39.40 as a defensive end. He is an amazing young man, great interview. And I go back to the high school stuff, which I always try to value and say, okay, well, what happened from here to number one high school recruit in the country when he decided to go to Georgia, had a wonderful career, was SEC newcomer of the year, the whole thing. And then you get into a defense with Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean and Jalen Carter and Trayvon Walker and Quay Walker, and the list goes on and on and on. And your name kind of gets buried. I think he's worked his way up to being a top 10 pick based on the combine performance and what he's done over the course of his career. That's a good one, Peter. I love it. He was our top rated senior defensive player coming into the fall based off his junior tape. He was at the top of the board last year. Really talented guy, man. I'll I'll say this, like, I'm not saying he's more talented than Jalen Carter, but when we had a bunch of Georgia defensive players in last year's senior bowl. So, you know, that whole defense was loaded. Obviously, we watch a ton of tape on that unit. I saw him play live a couple of times and Jalen Carter definitely flashed. But Nolan or Nolan Smith flashed more to me than Jalen really? Carter did. Yeah. And so we, you know, then when we got into the actual, you know, dig, you know, deep dive eval over the summer, man, you're like, okay, this this guy's super talented. So did I think he was gonna run four threes um at the combine? I didn't know about that. That's and again, he, Jim, he threw his phone. He was like pissed. He ran four three nine. He wanted faster. That's insane. That's insane. So yeah, man, as an outside linebacker, kind of a do-it-all outside linebacker, he's a really cool player. I, and again, you talk about Talk about the person. I got to meet him at the SEC media days back in August or July or whatever that was. And uh, again, just a really put together guy, really, really sharp. Um, I don't I don't know how you miss on Nolan Smith. I really don't. All right. Who's your next guy? Uh, next guy is Cody Mauck from North Dakota State. Um, Let's go. Love him. Love this guy. I'm, I'm on record. Um, I've probably spoken too much <laughs> about Cody over the last few months. But, uh, you know, to me, he's the only five position offensive lineman in this year's draft. Played left tackle at North Dakota State, made it look easy. I mean, his tape was as – when you talk about what tape's fun to watch, I think Cody Mock's tape was as fun as any player in this draft. You know, just um, him just wearing people out at that level. Comes down here to, to Mobile, plays guard, plays center. Um, a lot of teams thought he might be able to play that, and now they've seen him do it. So it's not – you know, scouts always talk about, quote-unquote, blind projections. They want to see him do it first. Now we've seen Cody play all five spots. I think he played left tackle, center, and right guard in the Senior Bowl game. Um, so you can wow. move around within a game. He's got the brain to handle that. And I think what gets lost in like the flowing red locks and the no front teeth and all that, this dude's an unbelievable athlete. He really is. Like he's nasty on tape and he wears people out. But this dude is such a good athlete. So to me, I don't think there's 31 better players in the draft. I know we only have 31 picks in the first round, but I mean, if I had a first round pick, if I was a GM, I mean, this guy would be an easy one because wherever you have your need up front, you're going to be able to plug him in. And and to me, he's going to be a Pro Bowl level player. I love Cody Malk. Flowing red hair and no front teeth. And you bury that. That's the 15th thing you said. I love that. Um, He's an incredible personality. We'd love to get to know him during the senior ball practices. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, yeah, because you got to think, he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on top of that. that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying tears. (laughs) I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. My next one. Again, Chalk, you might say, come on, Schrager, you're just going with the biggest names, but I love a blue chip player. I'm going with Bijan Robinson. I, yeah. I'm telling you, I've been watching this guy for years. Obviously, I, you could spot talent at the college level. There's a lot of great running backs, but I feel like he's a cut above. I feel like he's the best running back to enter a draft since maybe Jonathan Taylor, and I think he might be the best running back uh, as a rookie uh, since Saquon. Like this guy, I watch him. It seems like he's floating on air. Everything that touches him, the time he touches the ball, he goes. He can catch the ball. I know running back is not a cool thing in the first round anymore. I have him going in the top 10. I think the Eagles take him, even though the Eagles never take running backs. I I just think there are very few blue chip players in this draft, and I'm not knocking the draft. There's, you don't watch the draft because of the amount of blue chip players. You watch the draft because you want to see who your team gets. This guy is a blue chip player, and if this draft was 10 years ago, he might go first overall. If this draft was 20 years ago, he might go first overall. In this year's draft, he might go 20th because the running back position is so undervalued. I love watching him play. The comparisons I make are to Saquon, but people have more historical ones. Have you had a chance to watch Bijan at all? And what is your take on his game? I agree with everything you just said. Um, you know, the hard part in this role now is, uh, you know, when you're when you're a scout, when you're working in the league, you, you I wasn't on social media. You know, I wasn't on the internet. Like you make your own eval. And then once you feel good about your eval, then you can maybe open it up and, and see what else is out there, what other people are thinking about players. Um, but in this role, obviously I, I live on social media to a degree. <laughs> um, so you see all this stuff about Bijan, right? And you hear about it, you see it. And then when I actually sat down to watch him, it's like, wow, this guy is, this guy's the truth. I mean, I, I'm with you. There, there might not be you know, one or two better players in this entire draft. He makes it look easy, Peter. I mean, he just, he makes it look easy, you know, at the highest level of college football. The run stuff looks easy. He just runs with an ease. He catches it with an ease. I think he's going to be a big time, big time player. And I'm with you, like 10, 10 could be a cool landing spot because 
Um, Eagles GM Howie Roseman's on record. He's saying like he likes to zig when other people are zagging, right? Yep. And if the league's yep. going away from running back right now, you know, and Coach Belichick, um, who I worked for, for for all those years in New England, like they're always looking for market, you know, efficiencies. And and if teams are passing on running backs and they don't see value there early, well, then maybe it's going to be one of these GMs that 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 is going to do something the opposite. So, yeah, man, such a such an easy player to, to like and fun, fun player, fun player. Give me your third name. Who's your third guy you want us to look out for? Little two for one. Uh, I'll go with the Brown brothers from Illinois. Um, okay. I was going to go. I was going to go with Sidney Brown, but I'll throw in his twin brother Chase as well. To me, Sidney's a guy that, frankly, like I was too low on. There's always a few guys that show up in Mobile that are are better players, and I give them credit for off the tape. I'll say this: as soon as those two guys get off the bus. They get off the bus from the airport. There's like a little registration room where we start them in. Player registration day is crazy. They got medical stuff. They got psychological testing. They've got photo shoots. They've got all this stuff. Those two guys get off the bus. And I'm telling you, Peter, like within a minute, you're like, okay, these guys are different. Like the Brown brothers are, are different. Sydney's a little more outgoing. Got, a, got you know, like a little more charisma than Chase. Chase is a, l- a little more uh, a little more laid back, but, but they're... They're special dudes. They've, they've got a great story. You can Google it. I'm not going to wear out your listeners, but Google the story about the Brown brothers and, and their background. Really cool. Um, but Sydney's like this rocked up Bob Sanders looking strong safety. Okay. Right. And so you want to say you just want to say box safety because of how he's built. He's just like this chiseled up specimen. And then the more you watch, you're like, man, he's there. He just made a playing coverage and then he made another playing coverage. So he ends the season with seven interceptions and he's got some like Johnny on the spot, tip ball stuff, and he's making plays. He comes down here to the senior bowl and, and it's kind of like Jalen Petrie last year from Baylor, who had a great rookie year yeah. for the Houston Texans in the one-on-one stuff with, with tight ends and receivers, like Sydney was blanketing people and making plays on the ball. <laughs> like he, re, if he's around the ball, he's going to finish on it. You know, like we, we talk about players that can't find the ball or they can't play the ball. Like Sydney's the opposite. He's unbelievable when he's was it when he's in reach of the ball. So I just think Sydney's a guy that uh and then all the testing, like the combine stuff was ridiculous. 40 inch vertical, 11 foot broad, all that, all that uh high-end testing stuff. So to me, he's a no-brainer. I think he's worked himself up into somewhere in probably the second round range, which probably was he started off the process probably in the fourth. Um, mm. and he's just one of my favorite dudes. I would want him in my locker room. He's gonna be infectious, he's gonna be a captain. Just love Sidney Brown and, and love his brother Chase too. That's awesome. Uh, my fourth name. I'm going with Will McDonald the fourth out of Iowa State. I love this kid. I love his story, and I like the fact that he competed at the combine despite a 104 fever that he came down with and said, "Hell, I'm going for it. I'm trying it." Ultimate competitor. Matt Campbell speaks the world of him. I've got him going in the first round. I don't see many other mocks having him there. They have him as second round pick. He might be second round pick. I love what he did at Iowa State. I think that he is an athletic freak. I also like the way he's made up and kind of the way he acts. And I know he was a senior bowl guy. What did you think of him when you got to meet him? Well, you saved me, Peter. You saved me a spot. I was gonna, I was gonna say Will McDonald. So Were thanks you going for with him too? Go, go with him as your fourth. Yeah, it's not, it's not. But I, I, I was hoping maybe you'd throw him in there. I'll say this about Will. I think you're right. I think he's going to be a first round pick. Talking to guys in the league, there's, there's way too much to like. I mean, he's got production on paper. He's got 30 some sacks over the last three years, and he wasn't really put in a position to get sacks in that defense. You know, like he was, he was really always tied tight to the tackle. Um, you never saw him. You never, you never got to see him like really out wide and just like coming off the edge. He's probably the bendiest pass rusher in this year's draft. He's long. He's put on a bunch of weight through the process. He's already put on, you know, 10, 15 pounds since since uh, the Senior Bowl. So he's trending in the right direction that way. Like you talked about the athlete, 6'9", high jumper in high school. I think the team, <sighs> the teams talking to him, they love the competitor. They love the fact that he had a fever and a lot of people would have shut themselves down and not done the combine thing. And he did it. I think he's helped himself as much as anyone through this process. I was talking to a head coach the other day. He thinks he's going to come out of the shoots next year and be a double-digit sack guy. And if there's mm. love for him in the league like that, if coaches think this guy could be a double-digit sack guy, we didn't have one last year. Aiden Hutchinson, I think, no. led the league with rookies, and he was like eight or nine. Um, half, if there's teams out yeah. there that feel like this guy could get 10 sacks as a rookie, he's going to go in the top 31 picks. So I think you're, I think you're, you're going to be right on that, Peter. Give us another name. Um, I would go with Michael Wilson from Stanford a little later down the road. It's not a first or second round guy like we've been talking about, but Michael Wilson's a guy, again, probably showed up a lot better than I would have thought, you know, going through the Stanford tape, you know, you really polished, you really like the route runner. You really like the hands. You love how they talk about him. David Shaw and those guys at Stanford, like rave about, about Michael Wilson. And, uh, when you said, put your favorite group together, I've thought about, okay, if I was putting a team together, who would I want in my locker room? 
Michael Wilson's different. Um, he reminds me a little of Terry McClure in that way. Like when, when Terry, wow. when Terry came down to the senior bowl, I, I told every team that, that called that year, like they said, Jim, who would you want? And, I, and Terry was always my first guy because of first and foremost, the person that, that Terry was like, and I was on, I was on record saying, I think Terry could be the CEO of a fortune 500 company when he's done playing mm. football. Like that's how, that's how intelligent and driven the guy is. And Michael Wilson's different too. I mean, for the wide receiver position, um, he just gets it. When you talk to him, you feel like you're talking to like a 30 year old grown up. And then coming down here, like bring it back on the field. He's he's more explosive than I gave him credit for. Plays faster than he tested. You watch our tape, and he's getting deep on guys. He only ran four or five or high four fours, whatever it was. Well, he consistently got to deep levels of the field against guys that ran four three at Indy. So he plays fast. He plays explosive. Explosive uh, in a draft where there's a bunch of five eight, five nine, hundred and seventy yeah. pound guys. This guy's six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pounds. So, yeah, I, I just don't think you can go wrong. He had some injury stuff at Stanford. You know, if he stays healthy, I think this guy's a really good starter in the league. Love it. All right, we're going to give our last picks, and these are the guys that we love and that we can't wait to see get drafted. My last one is a wide receiver. was at the Senior Bowl. Comes from a factory of wide receivers of late who all have a similar build, and yet, for whatever reason, Jim, I feel like you and I are the only ones on the island who have been pushing this guy as a first-round pick. I'm going with Jonathan Mingo. Love Mingo. Love that he's six foot two, 220. Love that he's built like a different wide receiver shape than most of the guys that you're seeing in these first round mocks. And I look at the history. I know he was injured. I know he's got issues as far as production at the college level. But I look at A.J. Brown. I look at Elijah Moore. I look at D.K. Metcalf. And I look at Ole Miss. And I say, here's a 6'2", 220, chiseled wide receiver who has good route running from what I see and actually has good hands. And yet he's considered some crazy project because he didn't have 100 catches uh, a game. I, I'm going with Jonathan Mingo. I know you know the guy really well. What are you hearing on Mingo? And do you think there's a chance he goes in the first round? As I have it, the Saints taking him at the end of the first round. That would be a cool pick. Um, down here on the Gulf Coast, this is the Mobile's a big Saints fan base. I know they'd be fired up about an SEC <laughs> guy there. Um, I'm with you on Mingo. I'm with you on him. I'll say this. I'll throw another name, Ole, Ole Miss name out, Dawson Knox. Dawson yeah. Knox. I mean, go back and look at Dawson Knox's college production at Ole Miss. So, you know, John started out the year hot. And by the time I saw him in midseason, against LSU, they were throwing the ball to Malik Heath on the other side because, you know, John had done enough early in the season where he was starting to pull coverage his way. So they started feeding Malik Heath on the other side, um, which is which is smart my whole miss. But but I'm with you. There's a good track record there. Um, this guy's a springy, springy athlete for someone with that size, that 6'2". Again, we're talking about a guy that's like five, six inches and 40, 50 pounds heavier than some of these guys being mocked, you know. In the- and all the other first-round guys, yeah. Right. So so I'm with you uh, on Mingo. I think he's going to be, you know, we always do the better pro than college player thing. I think he's going to end up like a lot of these guys from Ole Miss. He'll end up being a, you know, at least production wise, a better pro than he was a college player. Who's your last player that you got before we let you go? Give us the last player, one of your favorite players in this draft. Who is it, Jim Nagy? Well, it, it probably goes back to my Seahawks background a little bit, and that'd be Julius Brents, the corner from Kansas State. Again, like at a time of well, we're talking about rare stuff. This guy's got rare stuff. He's got the longest wingspan of any corner since scouts started doing the wingspan thing. And that was only like 15 <laughs> years ago, 20 years. We didn't always do the wingspan. Still. Um, yeah. but he's, he's the longest corner on record. He's an 11-6 broad jumper. He's a 42-inch vertical jumper. And the difference between him and most 6-3 corners, I mean, this guy's got fluid movement skills. And again, Richard Sherman came out. I was way too low on Richard Sherman. I got caught up in some of his his movement. I didn't give him enough credit for his high-level instincts and ball skills. This guy can move now, man. He is fluid. Um, He had a great week down here. I just think, you know, the upside of the player. How do you you throw around a guy that's six foot three with pterodactyl arms that can that can jump out of the gym? I mean, just put the ball around him. He's gonna he's gonna find a way to go get it. Um, How many pounds is he? What's he weigh at? He's 200 pounds, so we're talking okay. a 6'3", 200-pound corner. Um, he reminds me of a guy named Ben St. Just, um, who yep. starts for the Washington Commanders right now. Ben yep. went in the third round out of Minnesota a few years ago when we had him here, and I think Julius coming out is you know, probably, probably going to be a, a higher draft pick than, than Ben. They're just similar body type guys. So, yeah, man, I just, again, my see hockey thing with, at corner. Um, give me some Julius Brents. I love it. Uh, Jim, a couple quick Rapid fire questions for you before we let you go. Your favorite 
player to ever enter the Senior Bowl and play Super Senior Bowl week as you were the executive director over the past five years? Who's the guy that you look back on and you're like, gosh, I was so happy to have that guy down in Mobile? I would say Justin Herbert. Um, and I'd say that for a couple reasons. Like Justin was already going to be at worst a mid first round pick, right? Like he, was, he wasn't going to get out of the, the middle of the first round. He still chose to come down here put himself out there. And, the, and the, the greatest part about it was the narrative on Justin was, oh, he's introverted. You know, what kind of leadership? You know, what kind of competitor is this guy? And I think he put all that to rest down here in Mobile. I mean, he connected with his teammates. Again, similar to Bryce Young, who we talked about. I mean, Justin's comfortable in his own skin. He's genuine. Teammates feel that from him. And uh, I just think, you know, having him down here and him buying into what he could get out of Senior Bowl Week, man, I'll, I'll always be indebted to him. And he's 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 one of the guys, like, he followed up after the game and called me and thanked me for letting him come really? down here. And he was the MVP that day. I, remember I was that. like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't need to thank me, man. I need, I need to thank you for coming and being a part of this thing. I'll never forget interviewing him. But uh, right before the draft in 2020, it was the COVID year. And he had won Rose Bowl MVP, Senior Bowl MVP. And the narrative was he can't lead. Uh, he can't win a big game. He can't, you know, he's got no alpha skills. He's just a robot that could throw. And I remember asking him about it and he says, I'm going to cut you off right there respectfully. And, you know, it's him with the long hair and his, <laughs> he's got the look. And he says, um, just before even going with that, can you just do me a favor and ask some of my teammates before we even mention that kind of commentary? And I'm like, wow, that's a good answer. I like that. So he's one of those quiet, confident guys. And their leaders lead in different ways. And Justin Herbert's not going to be the loudest guy. He's not going to be great on NFL films mic'd up. But I think you saw what we all saw uh, the last few years back when you had him at the senior bowl yeah yeah no doubt no doubt uh and i've said this before but like you watch after the game there's a shot there was a shot on the nfl network post game when all the players are are coming out and, and shaking hands and doing stuff man it was both teams big small i mean it didn't matter like everyone kind of was gravitating up to justin and, and uh for that to materialize over the course of like literally seven days that that some of those you know, that respect, even if it was just the respect level says a lot, but, uh, no, man, it's, and it's been awesome to watch him, his career kind of take off. I, I can't wait to see what he's going to do this year with, uh, Kellen Moore in, in, uh, LA. Jim, your words carry so much weight around the league. You're one of the most respected guys when it comes to not only the NFL draft, but just personnel and scouting in general. Uh, no one's got a bad word to say about you and you're doing a fine job with the senior bowl. I can't, I can't thank you enough for joining the podcast. This is the perfect guest, and this is the perfect conversation before the draft, about 10 days out as we're recording this. Well, Peter, thank you so much, man. That, that's really nice. It's, it's uh, awesome to be on the show, man. I'd love, to, I'd love to come on again. Maybe we can do it after the draft or something. But uh, we will. love, we'll your, get love our- your work in Good Morning Football, man. Love the show. You guys do an awesome job. So entertaining. Such, such a great thing to wake up to every day. We got it in the office. Whoever comes into the Senior Bowl office every day, whoever gets in first has to turn the TV on and it's always on it's always on Good Morning Football. So when we walk in here every day, you guys are you guys are on with us. Take that Strahan and Robin Roberts and George <laughs> Stephanopoulos. Eat it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. We'll take the viewers in Mobile, Alabama all day long. Uh, Jim Nagy, you're awesome, dude. Executive Director of the Senior Bowl and as plugged in as anybody with this stuff. Thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks, Peter. That was fun. Aaron, I'm going to ask you, you think we could do this? We could put up a tweet either from my Twitter thing or whatever, but we have a two side-by-side lists, players we love, and it's Jim Nagy's five names and it's my five names. And uh, viewers and listeners can go Google all the highlights and all that. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll ask for that. Yeah, in like addition that. to getting a good social media clip. Um, draft is now less than 10 days away. I feel pretty good. And I got to tell you, I'm excited for it. It's a sports event that has no agenda other than just good vibes, guys getting drafted, and every team and fan base is like feeling positive. Can I tell you that I saw a movie that I think is like, maybe, I don't know if it's my favorite movie, but like just like good vibes movie, it felt like a throwback and I have to talk about it and I know you haven't seen it yet. I loved air with Damon and Affleck. And I went into this thing, dude, like, I'm like, all right, I get it. It's another, it's a bite of the apple because the last dance was popular and everyone's Michael Jordan. Okay. And now we're going to do the Michael Jordan shoe movie. I kind of roll my eyes and Affleck, I see him on, you know, us weekly and with JLo and he's doing a hundred interviews to promote this thing. And I'm like, here was the scenario. My wife's best friend, Courtney was getting married uh, on Saturday and I, she's a, bridesmaid in the wedding. 
And it was one of those deals like where it was like I was in my 20s again and I, I, I'm not a part of the wedding party. My wife's getting hair and makeup done at 10 a.m. And I had all day and no agenda, nothing to do. I had no responsibilities. So uh, me and another one of the bridesmaids' husbands, we, we went to see this movie and I come in at 10.30 in the morning to a movie theater. This is like the greatest day you can imagine for a guy who's got a six-week-old child at home and a six-year-old child who's keeping me up at all hours. Like, get to go to this movie. And from the very start where it starts with Dire Straits, uh, Money for Nothing as the opening song, it is a, just a soundtrack from 1984 of hits. I don't know how Amazon had the budget for this thing. They had uh, Born in the USA. They have, like, you know massive hits from start to finish and they go with the movie and every song has a link to the story and the story itself there was no romance in the movie there were no politics in the movie it was you know i'm rooting for this little upstart the corporate behemoth nike like that's how you come out you're like oh capitalism rules at the end like it's the it's a fun movie and it's just soaked in nostalgia and the way that you know Ben Affleck plays Phil Knight. I read Shoe Dog. I have such great reverence for everything about Phil Knight. And then Affleck comes in and kind of takes the piss out of him, but kind of doesn't. And it's just, you appreciate all of it. I, If you are a sports movie fan, it is the most low investment, low stakes movie you can watch. There is a 90 minute movie that you can watch, enjoy, be just dripped in 80s nostalgia. If you love hoops, if you love, uh, you know, the story of how Nike beat out Adidas and, and uh, Converse to get Michael Jordan. I could never imagine this being a feature film. I absolutely loved it. Oh man. Well, I'm excited to see it. It, it reminds me a little bit of a uh... Showtime, where like the, they have the whole storyline in Showtime about Magic Johnson signing winning the shoe time. deal. Winning, winning time. time about the, the Showtime book was Lakers. Showtime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Winning time. <laughs> it's funny because in that one, it's like here's Jerry West, here's Magic Johnson, and their portrayals are at times they weren't favorable, and they certainly weren't well liked by the subjects. Michael Jordan has one word in this movie, and you don't see his face. It's all about his mother. It's all about Sonny Vaccaro, who was the Nike uh, basketball guy. And then I'll tell you, you put Damon, Bateman, and Affleck in a movie. I, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Is Jason Bateman not the greatest, like, third man in on a movie? I've never seen Ozark. I love Teen Wolf, too. Like, I, I have a lot of heart for Bateman. I love Arrested Development. But, like, he is perfectly casted in this movie. And Viola Davis is perfectly casted in this movie. Um, can you do me a favor? Can you see it this week so we could talk about it next week? Yeah. Yeah. I have to see that and Mario. So that'll take probably a total of three hours, right? I yeah. think that, that'd be easy These are enough. both just like, yeah. they're like fast food. And I, I don't even know when Amazon's putting it on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, a partner of the NFL, by the way. Um, probably soon. It's You don't have to rush to the theater. But like when they start with, I want my MTV. I'm like, all right, I'm in. Let's go. And I don't know. The movie was awesome. I loved it. So there you go. My movie recommendation, Air. Uh, the NFL draft is almost here. Everybody, tune in to watch. Please watch the NFL Network version. I respect Mel Kuyper. I like Reese Davis. I don't know who else is on their crew. But I'm on the NFL Network. So please watch NFL Network. We've got a really gr good group. And for three days, I would appreciate the viewership. If you listen to my podcast, you might as well watch us on TV. It's us and ESPN. We're partners. But truly, I'm asking you to watch NFL Network. It does us all a lot of good. And uh, I can't wait. It's in Kansas City. It's one of my favorite cities in the, in the country. It's one of my favorite football towns. Aaron, thank you for joining me on this podcast. Um, we'll be back next week. I don't know what we're doing exactly. I actually think we're going to record another one this week. Uh, we'll see. And it's going to be lightning fast and a quick rapid fire mock draft with someone that uh, I really respect. And I think it'll be really good. But until then, this is the season with Peter Schrager. Thank you to the iHeart folks. Jason English in the house as always. Um, Aaron, thanks to you. Thanks to everyone at the NFL Network. And let's go. Draft season. Best time of year. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.